2: Uh, guys,
0: I'll be back. I have something I gotta go do.
2: Uh, why are we getting an order for Order 66? Oh, maybe because it's the 66th episode of Wookiee Radio?
0: Wait, wait, Order 66. That was a large pie with anchovies and olives, right? Oh, God, no.
2: Gross.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I figure by the time you get to 66, all the other combinations have been taken.
2: (laughs) Um... It is another episode, the 66th episode of Wookiee Radio. It is The Smugglers 3, Derek, Ken, myself, Mike. How's everyone doing?
0: Good. Pretty good. Although I, I don't know how well I'm feeling now after posing that topping for pizza. Ugh.
2: Ugh. Well, <laughs> I, I, could th- I could think of someone for Order 66, but not going there right now.
0: <laughs> Everybody's um, got someone.
2: Yeah. Oh, mine's pushing very hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, just a quick bit of news or bit of business to take care of. Check out the website wookieradio.net. Click the store option in the menu bar. Takes you to the tea Public page where you can get your just like Ken showed us tonight. Your board. is what's for dinner T-shirt. I'm going
0: to have to put up a um, picture of that later this weekend. I did finally get my Porges What's for Dinner t-shirt.
2: There are other options on there as well, and we'll be working on some more stuff over time. Uh, Also, too, check out our affiliates, Ripped Apparel, uh, TV Store Online, uh, Loot Crate. I would say with TV Store Online, SuperheroStuff.com, and Fan Chest, they've got some great offerings for Father's Day. So check those out. Questions or comments for us, leave us a voicemail on our speak pipe right there on the site, or shoot us an email at wookie at wookieradio.net. That said, we may or may not get some hate mail for this one. Star Wars Celebration has been announced, finally. Oh, Woohoo! two weeks late, supposedly. It will be in Chicago, which (sighs) I had heard some rumors from a couple people at work who supposedly knew people in the know saying it was going to be north. Okay. Chicago was not what I was thinking. I was thinking Indianapolis again. Um, But with Galaxy's Edge opening in California and ours opening, of course, Orlando opening theirs. Uh which now I'm hearing ours might not open till twenty twenty. Which Really? We're behind. Uh part of the reason why we're behind down here is I you know early they were trying to reclaim some preserved land that Disney had set as preserves and there there was that whole hassle for, for that. Um mm-hmm. but supposedly ours is up to six months behind, which means if it was to open, it would open right before Christmas or or start of the, our holiday season, which if you're going to do that, you, you might as well just put it off until yeah. until after the holidays, because if not... That'll be just in time for episode nine. Yeah, but that would be a f- disaster. Mm. I mean, with with, with the influx of guests that they're expecting at both locations, trying to uh, open that up at Christmas will be with bad. With all the holiday stuff going on? Yeah, that will be bad. Mm. Yeah, that does not sound fun. That that would be absolutely bad. So, uh, while a lot of people were expecting Anaheim, because there was supposedly a lot of rumors that it was going to Anaheim, of course, there was a lot of rumors that was going to come back to here in Orlando because there was the speculation of, well, D23, Anaheim, Celebration, Orlando. And then who knows when, you know, because there was talk that, I mean, it's very low-level talk, but there was talk that Marvel kind of wants to do their own type of celebration type event.
0: That was Mm -hmm. my next um, question was, when's Marvel Mayhem start?
2: Ooh, good name for it. Good name for it. <clears throat> um, you know, where would it go? I mean, to me, it would almost make sense to put it in New York at the Javits. I was going to
0: say, it'd have to be New York, especially for the first one. Since what, <laughs> what half the Marvel yes. Universe yeah. is in New York?
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, um, of course, once Chicago announced, there was a lot of people going... If it's not Anaheim, not Orlando, not going. Uh, other people concerned, oh, Chicago, wait four hours to get in, get shot four times. Well, Repop does successfully run C2E2 yeah. in Chicago. And, of course, this is going to take place a couple couple weeks after that. So I wonder if they'll just keep the C2E2 crew in Chicago maybe to, to do the transition.
0: Now, who did um, Star Wars, the last one that was in Orlando? Pop. Oh, okay. We,
2: which surprises me, too, because there was... I mean, think about all the criticism and all the complaints about it. Yeah. You know, there was rumors that, well, no, Celebration's going to go... The, the company that does D23 is going to take over that. So, uh, I don't know who does D23. But, um... I know the other big change with this is this event's going from Thursday to Monday. What? Five days? Oh, nice. Five days. Okay, that's well, weird. One, I think that's too much. Two. There's you
0: know, no such thing as too much Star Wars. Well,
2: for a convention, I think that's too much. If you're gonna mm-hmm. do, it, if you're gonna do it that way, you start it on Wednesday. Do do like. San Diego and do a preview night on Wednesday night and go Wednesday through sunday why why go into Monday yeah that's, yeah that's yeah. a little weird if if not why
0: don't you do maybe a
2: um Monday through Friday like a professional convention yeah, yeah. but <laughs> people want the weekends so they could because Saturday nights' they don't is have the to big take as much time off work and well, stuff that, yeah. and Saturday nights is the big after parties. Oh, when you're but, at a convention, you can do that every night. But there, but with celebration, there's parties every night. There was a there's a pre-celebration party that'll happen Wednesday night, just like it was th- last year, hosted by Rebel Force Radio. That was their thing. Then the 501st mm-hmm. has their party usually on Saturday. Um, you know, there was a, a party Thursday night for honor of uh, Carrie Fisher. That was that charity party. I mean, there's a, Parties almost every night, but Thursday through Monday, that doesn't make sense. No, not at all. And, I mean, I'd be curious to know why Chicago was picked, personally.
1: Mm.
0: It could have been something to deal with the city where the um, city said, we'll give you this much breaks off of this, and gave them a really great deal on the um, McCormick Center and stuff. Could be. Possibly, yeah. Because this is a big enough thing that the city would be involved in it.
2: Well, could could this also have been something to, to kind of rub it at the uh, people of the park or whatever that group was that pretty much kept um, the museum from showing up there? Going, huh? Look what you could have had. I don't know. It's possible. All
0: and I know that's the only is other it's an eight I hour drive from here? <laughs> to I me, I may have
2: to make a drive. This might. This seems like about the only one of the only other logical things I could think of is they're they're going to slap it back at the at the folks there in Chicago that pretty much ran the museum out going, this is what could have been here all the time. Maybe not as heavy, but Hmm. my question is, is the McCormick Center going to be able to handle the crowd? Because I know for a fact. probably. I know for a fact it is not as big as Orlando in the convention centers we have here.
0: I know it's definitely not as big as Indianapolis, because Indianapolis is one of the top five when it comes to large. In the country
2: we we beat we beat Indianapolis, yeah we're we're two, I believe behind Vegas, that's why the big uh one of the big uh entertainment industry trade shows bounces between here and vegas every every year odd number odd number of years it's here, uh even number of years it's in Vegas uh there was another show that used to do the same thing until they just kept it in Vegas, which that's fine, but yeah. It's, and I know a lot of people too, you know, if they family vacations, okay, one, this is still April. Um, I kind of like the idea of fall when they were talking about the fall, fall dates was being rumored. I think that would be a little better for everything because now we're going to go celebration and then in July go to, Oh uh,
0: wait a minute, hang on, hang on, go back for just a second According to TradeshowExecutive.com, which is Trade Show Executive magazine, uh-huh. uh, the number one for prime exhibit space, the number one convention center in the country is McCormick Center in Chicago, Illinois. With um, 2,600,000 square feet of prime exhibit space, Orange County Convention Center in Orlando is only 2,100,000 square feet. And then Vegas is number three. Then you get to Atlanta for number four, and back to Vegas for number five. Okay, Wait, that's a weird one. Louisville, Kentucky is number six. Where, really?
2: Where's this at? Uh,
0: this is I looked. I just looked up where's the largest, but um, I can put the link in your. I'll put it up in the Skype chat. Skype chat, real quick. It's actually an um, article that was kind of pasted right out of the um, out of their magazine. Uh, this is from 2013, but those two convention centers haven't changed since then, as far as I know. Not much. So it's a couple of years old, but the convention centers haven't changed that much. Um, and actually, Cleveland made the list at number nine for the um, IX Center. They don't use they use it for some shows and stuff still. And that one would be perfect for a celebration-type show because it's right at the airport.
2: So I could have sworn ours was slightly bigger than, than what they list. I could, yeah, because I could have sworn Orlando – because we have – we have the the East West complex and then what everyone calls the New Complex, yeah, which is across the street. Um, Let's
0: see here. Then you move up to 2015. Yeah, in 2015, the same magazine was li- still listing McCormick as number one, Orange County number two, Vegas number three.
2: Weird. Convention Center Facts. Uh. Total. St- yeah. Even. Okay. Go ahead. What What do they say? That they, the square footage. Uh,
0: it was two point six million square foot. Whereas 2.1 in Orange County, uh, statistics portals stati- Statista.com has the same li- same listing.
2: Okay, yeah, exhibition space, uh, two thousand two two million fifty three thousand eight hundred twenty square feet.
0: Well, for Orange County or for McCormick?
2: For, for Orange County. Okay. Plus. So they're still just under what me- they have listed for McCormick. Right. Plus meeting rooms. Uh, yeah. And then breakout rooms. So it- yeah. It's,
0: so it's about the same size or close. Yeah,
2: they're close. They're close. But I was surprised Cleveland actually
0: made, made the list. Yeah. But that's after those first three, it drops drastically on the amount of square footage. Oh, yeah. It goes from 2.6 to 2.1 all the way down to 1.2 <laughs> million. But that's still 1.2 million square feet. That's a lot of footage.
2: Yeah. Well, I think one of the complaints everyone's doing, too, is you know if we wanted to stay after what is there to do hi mean, i know I know there's a few few museums that I would love to go check out, but i mean there there's i don't know
0: there's a couple of i've heard there's a couple of really good um arcades around the area too
2: yeah but I'm hearing potentially hotel Nightmares, that pricing for there is going to be almost double what you were paying for Orlando or Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's because Orlando
0: and Anaheim are already tourist places, so.
2: Well, supposedly Chicago is labeled as such as well. It's, I don't know. Right now, I don't foresee myself going. Partially because of of money and time. Yeah. Uh, If it was here in Orlando, it would be a lot easier for me if finagle. nagel. Um well yeah it, it's I mean I'll be biased I wish it was here um to me just me speaking I I almost wish it was at, you know bouncing between the two Disney locations um so the I don't know I mean I I wish Chicago luck w- with theirs yeah. and, and I know everyone's going to have a good time it's just to me 5 days Wednesday to Sunday, not Thursday to Monday. Yeah, that that's an issue for me. So, well, the cool thing
0: with that, the one thing I like is um, keeping it between the two Disney locations would be kind of cool. But I like mm-hmm. the fact that they're moving away from Disney stuff. I mean, Disney owns the company, yes, but Lucasfilm is a separate entity. It needs to. I think it needs to be. Break away from the so they um because it's already everybody already is synonymous that Star Wars is Disney. Star Wars technically isn't Disney; they own it, but it's their it's its own thing. Right.
2: So yeah, if you're doing agree. something
0: like Chicago or somewhere else is cool because it moves them away from the Disney umbrella, as it were, or the right. um the appearance of being under the Disney umbrella at all times. That's like if Marvel would do one; they need to do it somewhere other than Anaheim or um Orlando. Right.
2: right. But. I mean,
0: I mean, I understand logistically it's a, probably a lot better in those two areas, but we'll find out. I mean, we got a year until this comes up.
2: Yeah. Well, well I mean, we'll see what, what's happening with it. But, you know, the argument for the Disney with it here, it's there's a lot more chance of getting extras, you know, like they did last time with yeah. the Galactic Knights event. Um now in the future once the Galaxy's Edge stuff opens even more I mean you don't have to close down the whole park you can just you can leave the rest of the park open normal hours and just close down Galaxy's Edge for just a Star Wars party or if you just do the convention Star Wars party you can do it just straight there even though for both California and here um the actual walking footprint, they're saying it's it's gonna get real crowded even on a slow yeah. day. Even though there's fourteen acres, there's not a lot of actual footpath for 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 guests.
0: And actually fourteen acres, when you're talking amusement park acres, that's not that big. Comparatively. Yeah. I mean well, it sounds like a large area, but really when you look when you're talking like in an amusement park that's not that huge of an area.
2: Actually, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot bigger space than you think. Um, but it's when you take away the, you know, you got all the buildings and you got all the footpaths. That's mm-hmm. that's where it kind of reduces. I mean, development wise, fourteen acres is great. Um, it's just actual, you know, stuff that is on set as, as Disney calls it. Um, and in and that the guests actually interact with walking it, it it's totally totally different scenario yeah i mean 14 a- acres developed figure you're probably going to have usable during daily operations outside of outside of the ride buildings which the ride buildings are going to take up a lot of your stuff ride buildings and your restaurants and and shops uh, We're talking maybe six acres. That will be reasonable in an actual guest area if you don't walk into a building. Maybe, maybe less than that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, I guess that's celebration.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But without starting to loop and, and beat a dead that horse. That was a huge rabbit hole.
0: But dude, like I said, I'm all excited. I'm, I'm debating on whether or not we're going to go. I've already got friends that around here that are like, so are we going? Are we going?
2: Dude, <laughs> I, I will tell you, even ask Eric over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's It's a totally different convention than you've ever been to. Yeah, I mean Odd Mall, Akron Comic Con, C two E two. No, those all...
0: are those are tiny. But, but, but the only they, thing I can compare they... it to maybe
2: would be Gen Con. But they all still kind of feel the same. Celebration yeah. totally different vibe. Totally different vibe. So,
0: like I said, the only thing that I could compare this to maybe would be like a Gen Con or Origins when it comes to size and scale and
2: yeah. So. Um, I guess let's go ahead and move on to the next story. Okay, because uh, to we me, have time I, well, <laughs> we have time. Um, because right now I'm thinking if we don't, I'm gonna end up looping, and <laughs> I don't want to loop.
0: Yeah. Hey, you don't want to see us loopy. Hey,
2: yeah, so we really. gotta do something because Order sixty six has been called.
0: I and I'm sitting here trying not to get up, and I gotta go do something, guys. I don't know why, but I'm th- I I really gotta go do something. <laughs>
1: Is it go to the bathroom?
0: I don't know. I just know I got to get up and start. Walk- I, just, I don't know, and it all started when I first heard him announce this whole Order Sixty Six thing. I have no idea why. I just I have something I got to go do.
2: Well, I know I got my lightsaber next to me, <laughs> since, since I have. Well, right now I'm a reserve member of Rebel Legion and Jedi Academy as Jedi costume. But cool. hey, Wait, hey, hey Ken, am I hearing a a knock behind you? There's one. Set for oh, stun.
0: Oh, hey! I'm on your side.
2: Move At least on. for now. Move on. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to the next story.
1: Well, let's shall we? Um. So there's been this is this has been an interesting week. Um, as far as Star Wars um, news goes, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> Yes, yes has been an interesting week. <laughs> um and the other, the other day, uh actually this would be Wednesday, uh there's a big news item that came out that uh Kathleen Kennedy had confirmed a Star Wars spin-off story starring Lando Calrissian uh played by Donald Glover. Uh in Hello, sorry, what cano- have we here? Oh, you just wait. Uh, It was in the French magazine premiere uh, where they quoted her as saying, we think that the next spinoff will be dedicated to Lando Calrissian. Of course, there are still many stories to tell about Han and Chewbacca, but Lando will be next. But apparently she was misquoted. And uh, they're not actually planning on doing a Lando movie as of yet. And our actual quote was more like, uh, "We would love to tell a story about Lando Calrissian one day, but it's not relevant. It would be fun to tell the story of Han and Chewie."
2: Why so, you slimy double-crossing, no good swindler?
1: Sorry, Lando, but <laughs> it's just how it is, man. Uh so of course. There's a lot of fans that are questioning why there's a solo movie, <laughs> not me. Um, so of course there's a lot of confusion about why they would bother doing a Lando movie. Cause it would be fun.
2: Yes, it would.
1: Yeah. So it looks like it was just a little bit of miscommunication between the magazine and Kathleen Kennedy. Um, we know that Lucasfilm already has a lot of movies that they're working on. Uh, Ryan Johnson's got a trilogy coming out. Uh, there's going to be a series of films from David Benioff and D.B. Weiss uh, of uh, Game of Thrones fame. Um, and the next anthology film that fans are hoping for, and it's rumored is happening, will be the Obi Wan film.
0: It's almost like Kathy Kennedy's handing out movies like she thought she was Oprah or something. You get a movie and you get a movie and you get a movie.
1: <laughs> but Lando, no movie for you. Yeah, she she went from Oprah to the soup Nazi. No movie for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings up.
0: Um, actually, you brought up the Obi Wan Kenobi movie, and there is a lot of rumors. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Huge. This is rumors. Some of this was already totally debunked, but. As of right now, um, we've all heard the leaks that, and we actually covered it here last week, yeah. that um, it looks like um, Obi Wan Kenobi is going to be the next movie on the docket after episode 9. Um, now, according to TMZ, which you got, everybody knows what, how TMZ does things, so according to TMZ, the official title is um, extremely original, and we've never done a movie like this Obi Wan, a Star Wars story. Now, that is totally original and brand new. I mean, that would have been hard to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, supposedly, the working title is going to be Joshua Tree. um, And it's supposed to start shooting shooting in London, which that all kind of makes sense. Joshua Tree, that could be fine. The working title could be anything. Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story, makes total sense. That's what all of these... uh, anthology moves have been um, so far all of this seems to hold water and supposedly it's being directed by Stephen Daltrey, which we've already he's been attached to an obi- wan project for what a year and a half two years now
2: uh, something like that.
0: So this stuff I would that stuff in the beginning I would actually put probably a little bit of um, faith in. Okay, if they're going to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, this sounds like what the, the, where we would be at. The next set is to, is kind of off the reservation a little. Um, now, supposedly this would be going into production in sp- um, spring of 2019, which is right on track again. Uh, because remember last week's article we talked about uh, they've already supposedly have an art department working on it. Uh, and they've started sending out contracts to a lot of the um, production staff that is already working Star Wars now, well, if which all makes sense.
2: Go if, ahead. If they're talking production name Joshua Tree, first thing that made me think of was U2's Joshua Tree, and could there be, hey, a, could there be a potential Obi-Wan whatever in that title? And here are the tracks li- track listings from, uh, from that album. Where the Streets Have No Name. Don't see that one.
0: Ah, that could be Moss Eisley or um, yeah. Um, Anchorhead.
2: Yeah, but I don't, I don't <laughs> see Obi-Wan, Where Streets Have No Name. Yeah. This one I do see. Obi-Wan, I still haven't found one I'm looking for. <laughs> this one can work too. Obi-Wan, With or Without You. <laughs> Obi-Wan, Bullet, The Blue Sky. Yeah, I don't see that one. No. Running yeah. running to Stand Still. Hmm. <laughs> um, Red Hill Mining Town.
0: That could actually work, possibly.
2: In God's Country. Well, we no. don't know if there is no, we'll... God in that universe. Yeah. Um, closest thing to God in that universe is the Force. Trip Through Your Wires. <laughs> uh,
0: That's the Obi-Wan Droid crossover movie.
2: <laughs> um... One Tree Hill. <laughs> Exit and Mothers of the Disappeared.
0: I said, we already saw Exit. That was in Episode 4. Mothers of the <laughs> Disappeared. That's in um, Return of the Jedi when he finally fades out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, no. I think if they do an Obi Wan, that Obi Wan Star Wars story is probably what we're going to get.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but, um,. I guess looking at this going into spring, to, so far, like I said, up to here, it sounds like this is stuff that maybe actually works. I guess Daughtry right now is working on a um, film adaptation of um, Wicked, which is supposed to be out next year, which would actually put this on track to start in spring of 2019, if that's his next project.
2: Right. But remember, they said um, production would begin January of 2019. January well, this is same
0: spring. Either way, is, um, I mean, if Wicked is coming out,
2: things then – um, Things are subject to change, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, especially when they're not actually
1: announced yet. Yeah. Very well, true. Well,
0: also, T- I think it was TMZ. Let me see here. Yeah, TMZ also claims that they have an official synopsis for this Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. This is my favorite so part. To, <laughs> yeah. If you listen to the synopsis, this is not a Star Wars movie I want to see. This is part of my problem with uh, the idea of possibly doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie in this time frame. But let me get through this first. Obi-Wan is on Tatooine being an elusive hermit and stuff, but secretly watches over an infant Luke Skywalker, whom he delivered to his uncle, Owen. Tensions between the local farmers and a tribe of sand people headed by a ruthless, ruthless war chief eventually brings Obi-Wan out of hiding. Um, this other article had actually a little bit more on that because if that didn't sound bad enough, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let's see. But, um, though, it, actually, if you go to io9 actually to carry, pick up this also and looked, if you look at the, um, this, the Amazon description for, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi novel from the old expanded universe, let me bring up so I can get the actual quote off of it. Uh, come on. Now the Amazon um, says tensions between local farmers and a tribe of sand people headed by a ruthless war chief. Right out of the Amazon description for Kenobi. So the, and that's that initial synopsis there for me sounds like more of a book thing. This is not something you base a movie on. Right. And that's kind of my problem with doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie between episodes three and four for me, because as far as we know, and um, what's always been said is Obi-Wan Kenobi was on Tatooine and stayed there the whole time. I don't know if I want to see a Star Wars movie where it doesn't go anywhere, where you're stuck well, on Tatooine the entire
1: movie. I mean, it's possible he could have snuck off undercover. And,
0: then who was watching Luke? You know, He was given this task. His <laughs> one job was to make sure this kid is safe. You know what I mean, right? So it's like, and no, Obi Wan Kenobi, and all that we've seen from his character for um, the six films he was in, is he would uh, take that as um, that's his mission in life now, is to make sure this kid survives because he's the hope of the galaxy. Well, so I, don't, I yeah, don't see anything taking him off a of Tatooine.
1: That's like, um, you know, they've done a couple of issues of the Star Wars comic where they they covered. Um, a story or two, yeah, of of Obi One in that time, and they were good issues. They were but great I don't, issues. Yeah, they were great issues. But I don't, I don't see that being a movie. Yeah. Now, what they could possibly
0: do for me, and actually, they mentioned it here because I guess Daughtry. Um, did you guys ever see the? Let me see here. What movie did they say it was? Um, he did the movie The Hours. Have you guys seen that one at all? Yeah. I guess that's I in his resume. So. I guess it's something that actually jumps between time periods and mm-hmm. there. So it'd be interesting. Actually, you could do – have you and McGregor come in to do Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. as an older Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. But maybe he's telling a story, and you actually can't um flashbacks to when he was younger. And they could very easily, either with CG or makeup, make him look like younger. Right. Take him back, and maybe it has a couple of stories out of the Clone Wars. Maybe something uh, else that happened, you know? I don't know how you would do it, but that's something that would possibly get him a chance to get off of Tatooine. Because, like I said, Star Wars, for me, it's about the planets also and going to different locations. If we're stuck in right, the little yeah. sandbox of Tatooine, I, that, that's not going fee- to be a little off for me. But that's, I mean, yeah. that's me. They may do it fantastic. For me, they have not messed up yet. <laughs> There's stuff that you had, had a scratch in our heads, but they've not totally flubbed anything yet. Right. True. So the, and like I said, this is all total rumor. Nothing has been announced by Lucasfilm at all. So this is TMZ and a couple of other websites running with this. Phantatracks, uh, I think, is one that put it out last, last week, that week. We saw yes. Which for me holds a little more credence than TMZ. Yeah, just cause I, get, I know the guys over at Phantatracks, and um, they're they got a pretty good reputation for making sure that um, their stories. If they're going to say this is happening, then they pretty much have it locked in. All right. Yeah. So, but we shall see. I don't expect any kind of um, announcement till after Solo's been out for a minute, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to start soon. I mean, we're talking a 2020 release, so they have gotta have some time. Yeah, but
0: well, that's why, like I said, is uh, probably spring of 2019. That would give them for uh, um, if they're going for May of 2020, which I hope they're going for December 2020 if they're gonna do for 2020.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, personally. Well, I was going to say, but they haven't announced director yet, but they have. But if they didn't, I would love to see Ron Howard involved again.
0: I would not be surprised if this is not the last time we've seen him in and Star Wars.
2: Well, this was. Uh, some, I'm sure. This almost wasn't his first film. Uh, when Ron Howard stepped into the director's chair for uh, Solo of Star Wars Story, uh, replacing Phil Lord and Chris Miller, um, it allowed him. Another opportunity to, to helm a Star Wars picture. After turning down an offer to direct Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh, in an interview with Total Film, uh, he recalls that particular moment of his career and said that he initially found the task of directing a movie in that galaxy to be daunting. Explaining, I want to clarify that a little. It was a casual car- conversation in a car park. It was not like I read a script and weighed it carefully. Um, Now, when a big name like Ron Howard finds the opportunity to direct Star Wars, it can be nerve-wracking. But you also know there must be a huge huge amount of pressure that goes along with this, especially without a script in hand. um, Howard let Lucas tackle the material instead. It was a knee-jerk reaction, he says, because I immediately felt George should do it. Uh, now, he felt less pressure when signing on to do Solo because of how the franchise has expanded. Um, there are not more movies being made, but stories not involving not involving the Star Wars clan are now being told. Um, which he's quoted... Now that other people are broadening the scope and the approach to the movies, it became a more reasonable consideration. Uh, He continues on with an interview with Fandango uh, about how the fans react. He goes, I think the fans are going to define all that. I mean, I think that Lucasfilm and Disney and casting actors, particularly young actors, want to see what happens and build upon that. Certainly, they want the commitment from young actors but there's no concrete plans. I think there's a lot of concrete energy and now marketing energy going behind this movie. So,
0: yeah. And if nothing else, Ron Howard is one of maybe two or three directors in Hollywood that could actually get George Lucas to come back and look at Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah. Cuz George was actually at the Solo premiere also. Yeah. Now and he, he was not Wars. at um, yeah. Rogue One and he was not at the um The Last Jedi. Mm.
2: And but we we covered on here.
0: He was on set at least one day. Yeah. Well, he, here. So it's like I said, Ron's one of the few that could have brought him back out of
2: um, hiding. Here, here's my thing with episode nine being the end of the of the Skywalker saga. I think it's great that the next that that's going to wrap, wrap up the episodics, and that if we do anything, it's the typical like we're seeing with Marvel. Oh, here's Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. Here's Thor 1, 2, and 3. Here's Captain mm-hmm. America 1, 2, and 3. Of course, now we're getting Ant-Man 1, 2, and 3. and Guardians 1, 2, and 3. Let's do just the the non-Skywalker clan trilogies if we go that route.
0: We'll I would s- not mind coming swinging back around for 10, 11, 12 in another 10 years. Yeah. Give it some time to breathe like yeah. we have for the other ones. You had what, 15 years between Jedi and episode one? We had almost 10 years, or a little over 10 years between episode three and um, and Force Awakens?
2: Yeah. Well, here, here's the whole thing um, the debate has always been nine. And then, me personally, I remember remembering most of the interviews that I've read or heard. I don't ever remember hearing 12 films, it was always nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there are there are a couple of really really old things that actually mentioned twelve and people I guess that talked to George behind the scenes. So nine and twelve are both correct. It depends on when he was thinking and when he was talking at the time, right? Because when a lot of I think a lot of times when he was talking, twelve stories was back when he was still doing episode four, so he didn't think there was any chance of him ever coming out that long.
2: See the 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 stories <laughs> I remember from reading and interviews hearing from around the time of episode four it was nine nine films total not not anything more
0: yeah i know that's the rumors when i was in the early 90s when the books and stuff came out i remember a lot of the information i got was from my dad because i wasn't reading starlog or anything else back because we gotta remember before the internet you had to get any scrap you could find from anywhere and i think it was magazines like starlog and some of those places yeah. that you got some of these rumors Oh yeah. And um fan. and I was obviously not watching it. What was that? Fangora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was all the movie magazines. And um so it's like until the book started coming back out, there was not much information out there. And I thought it was um I was always under the impression it was nine also. So then yeah. there's the internet.
2: Yeah, and well even even and Then the there's f- the internet. <laughs> even the fan magazines, there was a lot of um Nine was consistent if you had an official, but then they threw their own speculation. Oh, there's going to be 12. There's going to be 12. Uh, Yeah, it was. They kind of did a disservice to the franchise as well. Sort of like the media does over exaggerating. Oh, it's it's more than what it is. He said, nine, let's make it 12. See if we can get 12 out of them. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't even sure if he was going to do six. This is
0: true. I I know, right? (laughs) The only ones he was sure of – well, the only one he was sure of
2: was Star Wars. Yep.
0: And then when that did phenomenal he's like, okay, I can make sure I, – I made enough that I can make two more.
2: Well, right. And after those, he's like, you know what? I'm done. Well, treat, treatments were written for the other two. It's just yeah. he didn't know if they were going to get made. Like you, Right, yeah. Like you said, because of, you no, know, how's it going to do in the box office? Yeah. I mean, especially considering, you know, the, the local tax or the local – Film crews and and even the actors were going. Are we even sure this movie's going to get made? Because this guy doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a it's just a little goofball B movie soap opera or space opera. Yeah, it's a kids movie. Yeah. Little did they know. I mean, so there were there was absolutely no seriousness taken with this at all when it was first filmed. The only person who seemed to take it seriously was George. So uh, I guess we'll, Let's go ahead and move on Okay So Derek this would be you Yep uh, Just give me one second Not problem. My computer froze On the site <laughs> Well just to get them started uh, Disney's doing a big event Next weekend uh, I believe it's on Saturday Twenty seventh.
0: Yes. Or wait. No. Yes. Sunday. Is. Is that Saturday. No, that's Sunday. A Sunday. Yeah, Tuesday that's right.
2: That's Sunday, which is actually really weird because of the hours they're doing it. So, yeah, but it is it is Memorial Day weekend. So yeah, true.
1: Yeah, that's right. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah so in a story in Florida today, which is the Florida version of USA Today. Um, Here's the actual article and what they have to say. It's almost time for Star Wars Galactic Nights on May 27th at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And what makes this one event better than the last? You will get the inside scoop from Inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge panel, hosted by actor David Collins. Collins is known for his work on Star Wars The Last Jedi, Force Awakens, the many Star Wars voices of Collins, his knowledge of all things Star Wars, just to mention a few.
2: Uh, His knowledge of a lot of things.
0: Yeah. And actually, if anybody ever gets a chance, go to StarWars.com and look up um, Smuggler's Bounty and Smuggler's Gambit. He actually had a large part in those, too. Actually, he plays Han Solo in their modern radio dramas.
1: Yeah. Some great stuff. Uh, so, speaking of great stuff, panelists will include members of Walt Disney Imagineering team: Scott Trowbridge, uh, portfolio creative executive; Eric Baker, creative director; John George's executive producer; Margaret Carrison, managing story editor, plus Star Wars actor Warwick Davis.
2: Uh, th-
1: and they're going to reveal some of the land's progress and latest construction construction updates. Excuse me. I wonder if they'll mention the delay. Uh, attendees will enjoy photos, opportunities, live entertainment, exclusive merchandise, themed food, character encounters, fireworks, and a few Disney, few extra Disney surprises. Plus. As Star Wars fans exit the park They will receive the final set Of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Trading cards Uh, So Star Wars Galactic Nights Will be from 7pm To midnight On Sunday, May 27th At Disney's Hollywood Studios The tickets are $129 For ages 10 and older $124 For children ages 3 and under and you can visit disneyworld.disney.go.com for ticket information.
0: Well, it's nice to know they give a little bit of a discount for kids from 3 to 9. <laughs> Your not whole $5 much. discount.
1: I, I know, <laughs> yeah. That's, I was thinking, like, oh, a whole 5 bucks. Hey, thanks. And with which you can buy not
2: much. Nothing. A bottle of water.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you add a couple bucks to it, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, that would be fun—a mini one-night celebration type event. <sighs>
2: yeah, I'd rather have, be. So, are you going, ha- Mike? No, no. <laughs> wow, that was quick. I know. One, I work there. Well, not at studios, but I—I I know what's pretty much going to be involved. All right, there, there's just—I mean, the park's half closed because of construction. Yeah. Um, Toy Story's not open yet. That opens in almost a month. Um, there's not going to be a lot to do. So, I mean, just point blank, there's not a lot to do.
0: Yeah. Well, that's okay, because LEGO will give you plenty to do this summer. Yeah. They have um, they, they actually revealed four new sets coming this summer. And the interesting thing is this actually runs the gambit of the, all three trilogies. Really? With the sets here. Yes. Yes. These include the four sets coming out. Is set number seventy-five two fourteen, Anakin's Jedi Starfighter. Seventy-five two sixteen, Snoke's throne room. Seventy-five two eighteen, the X-wing Starfighter. Another one, and seventy-five two twenty, the Sandcrawler. Now, the uh-huh. X-wing Starfighter. How many of those have they put out now? Like seven or
2: eight? Uh, there's uh, been quite a few. Give me a second. I'll find out for you.
0: Yeah. Um, now, the four sets, the um, Anakin Starfighter, which this one's actually affordable, $20, and the is minifigs it? you get is Anakin Skywalker and R2D2. That's actually affordable think, for LEGO.
1: I think, I know, right? I think they might have released one of those previously, too.
0: Probably. This is a little bit smaller, probably, than what they put out before. Uh, um, the next probably. one, Snoke's Throne.
2: What do you got, Mike? I was going to say, with Anakin's Starfighter, they haven't released it at this size. Or right. not? Not this particular ship. Um, I think the yeah. last couple Jedi Starfighter. There was Yoda's. There was um, Plo Koon's. I think, or Mace. I'll look that up here in a second.
0: But well, this is um, Anakin's. I think first Starfighter X-wing. If I remember right,
2: X-wing. Let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> uh, Once the microfighter. Uh, there's the Red 5 X-Wing Starfighter Collector Series set, another uh, X-Wing Collector Series set, uh, 7140, is regular start, um, 7140 and 7142 are basically re-release of the same set, uh, what, 6212, that's another pretty much full size with figs, yeah, uh, just trying to think. There's the microfighter. There was two two different microfighters So I have the other one. I actually have both. Cuz there's a microfighter that goes with the uh um from uh, Force Awakens um X-wing starfighter. One of these is pose starfighter.
0: Yeah, it's probably. If you look at, if you look statistics, it's probably the most common set they've put out is the yeah. X-wing of some sort or another.
1: Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, this one at least you get some um, some interesting minifigs because this one they're going to put out at seventy nine ninety nine, uh, and it actually comes with Luke Skywalker and Biggs Darklighter, R two D two and R two Q two, which is Biggs's astromech. It looks like it actually comes with some fire – some shootable proton torpedoes too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But they also are putting out Snoke's throne room, and this – looking at the design, looks like it's – I was wondering why they don't just include the soft goods uh, wraparound red tarp, (laughs) which you are missing. You got to have the red tarp that can catch fire. Yeah. (laughs) I still say when I first saw that in the first trailer or the first promo pictures of Snoke's throne room – I was sure they were doing, like, a red screen or something. They're going to project something on that wall. It looked <laughs> like a green screen, just except red.
2: Right. Um...
0: So... But this one actually comes with Ray, Supreme Leader Snoke, Kylo Ren, and two elite Praetorian guards, plus miscellaneous, like, um manacles and chains and cups and all kinds of stuff. It looks <laughs> like the throne actually moves in this.
1: Sounds like somebody's having a party. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, uh... And then the last one is probably the biggest of all these.
1: This one's cool.
0: Yeah. They have the Jawa Sandcrawler for $139.99. And this comes with um, the Tatooine Luke, two Jawas, an Astromech droid, an RA-7 protocol droid, and you actually get a 2-1-B surgical droid with this. It looks like there's a little cart that um, carries around stuff. Uh, They have the tracks. You have to build the tracks underneath the Sandcrawler and everything else. I'm wondering if this opens up has almost a place to feel inside of it. It's,
1: gotta it's, it's got to it, open up. It
2: should. I wish they showed a picture of it opened up.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm looking. Well,
0: hang on. Let me click if, on the link.
2: This, this looks here. like the the trapezoidal piece in the middle. That drops open.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks, it looks like, it.
2: like the lid over the cockpit opens up. Yeah. And I'm thinking that final piece on the backside, that's, those swing open. If not, the, there's a door there that probably opens up. And maybe... Well, you can it, see the
0: hinges on the side. The, the back two panels probably swing open from the bottom up. You can see the hinges at the top.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, with the Jedi Starfighter, they have done Anakin's, his yellow one that looks like this one. Yeah. Um, and...
0: Have they done the one with the TIE Fighter co- to- cockpit yet?
2: I think so. This yeah, I one, think they have. This one came out in 2007. Yeah. This one was it. the
0: one they used I believe in Attack of the Clones, wasn't it?
2: The uh, other clone, one was from Revenge of the Sith. No, it's from the Clone Wars.
0: Oh, this is Clone War? Okay, yeah.
2: Um, they have the only one that looks similar to what we see in uh Revenge of the Sith is Yoda's, which is also his from the Clone Wars.
0: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So, these look like good sets, and they start actually affordable, like I said, twenty bucks right. is actually a really good price for a Lego set
2: right well even even the then other the rest
0: wa- go to the normal prices
2: and then the well, the last time they did Anakins in the delta seven b it was uh twenty bucks as well okay so cool. so yeah, there's our answers there um now, Marvel. Uh, We know how they are now all part of canon. Um, The fate of Lucasfilm's Skywalker trends has sparked heated debate across the four corners of the galaxy. Uh, On one hand, many have felt Ryan Johnson has botched Luke's arc, resulting in a premature death. And Colin Trevorrow walking out on episode nine, providing those online whispers are true that a substandard script was the true reason behind his departure. Um, Nevertheless, Johnson's somewhat contentious sequel left the fate of general Leia Organa up in the air. Be that as it may, the folks over at Screen Rant have appeared to have uncovered some clues from the pages of Marvel's Poe Dameron, uh, one of the ongoing series. As part of issue number 27, uh, writer Charles Soule and his team fill in some of the blanks after The Last Jedi as Poe, Ray, and Finn huddle together in the Millennium Falcon. Um, meanwhile, Leia and, Ch- and Chewie are riding in the cockpit, and that's where things start to get interesting. Um, and in this, we see Neem Num as well. And cool. I'm trying to see. <clears throat> uh, there's a set of panels um. Says so, so, so. You figured it out, Commander Dameron. Which he now gets a promotion. Was not he a captain? Or am I, yeah, he got busted uh, down to
0: captain, and looks like he came right back up to the commander now.
2: Um. I think so, General Organa. Very good, Poe. I knew you had a brain up there somewhere. The truth is, I can't let all of this rest on my shoulders forever. I honestly don't know how long we will have to have to well resist the rebellion. Went on for decades. And I'm sorry to say, probably sooner or later, um, I'm sorry to say, probably sooner, sooner than, than we'd like, I'll be luminous, which is interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause
0: so it looks like she doesn't even think she's going to be around that long.
2: No. So still mourning the deaths of Luke and Han. Leia meant she's not feeling 100%, which actually aligns with the previous rumors that Carrie's, Carrie Fisher's character... Also, come to solar radiation and hypoxia—that uh, is, an ox- oxygen deficiency in your muscles. Come 2019, symptoms one would have one would associate with a unscheduled spacewalk. It is by no means confirmed, but the latest issue of Poe Dameron uh, has fans only feeling the flames of speculation. Uh, but either way, all will be revealed in episode nine when it comes to theaters. In December of 2019.
1: Interesting.
2: So, yeah, everyone forgets that's another source of canon. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that brings us to a close. Any final thoughts?
0: I got one real quick. Uh, Anybody with eagle eyes when they saw a couple of the trailers for Solo, may have seen a little guy up on a balcony with a large blaster or bazooka on his shoulder. Well, uh, it's probably been covered everywhere and everybody knows where everywhere knows where I'm going, but that actually is Warwick Davis and his character in this movie. Now, um, he's played a wide range of characters in these movies. He's played Wicket, Wald, uh, Wolvian, uh, Weetief, uh, Siubi, Weetief, Siubi, Weetief, Uh Wodabin, Rook, <laughs> Yoda, Dede Bede, and Weasel. Well, this is actually, uh, the character he's is playing is actually a callback to the prequels, which is an amazing thing at this time of um, in the history of Star Wars, because it seems like they're, for a while, trying to distance as much as they could from the prequels. But yeah. the, his character, as it um, sits in the credits, is Weasel. Who was the um goes all the way back to the Phantom Menace when he was sitting in the crowd of the pod race and it was weasel is a weapons dealer, which makes sense for him to be in a pirates camp and solo a Star Wars story, but it is great to see that he's actually um they're bringing a character from the Phantom Menace back up to solo now this is not the first time he's played the same character in multiple movies. Because um, he was wicked in Return of the Jedi, and he came back to do that in the two Ewok movies, Car- Car- Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. Yeah. Which a lot of people want to pretend never happened, but I like those movies. They were fun. They're not <laughs> canon, but they were fun. Yeah. So it's um, cool to see the um, work is still cut, still out there, still doing Star Wars. Um, I think he's had um, the most appearances in Star Wars, second to, only to Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Who is in Solo. That's
2: what I'm hearing. Really?
0: Yes. Anthony Daniels is in Solo. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Huh.
0: We will know next week.
2: That we shall. Yeah,
0: if you, anybody who wants to look it up, the actual full cast list and um, credits is actually available out there.
2: I'm oh, not yeah. going to talk about
0: it much sure right here because it, it could spoil. It could not. It's up to you guys. If you, if you want to look it up, it's not that hard to find. The cast list for Solo is out.
2: Yeah, I'm going to skip it for well, now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I looked so, it up mainly because I knew we had this story here, and I wanted to make sure that that's exactly who he was being billed as. So it's cool to see Warwick in there. It's cool to see Anthony Daniels in there and some of the other ones that we've seen. So that's all I had for tonight.
2: Anything, Derek?
1: Mm, nope. I got nothing.
2: Which is why the Empire lets you go. <laughs> I don't have anything either. Uh, again, feel free to use our, our speak pipe on the website at wookie and our email wookie at wookie Uh, hit us up on Twitter at wookie radio. And I know I keep saying it, it's coming soon. Um, but I will be redoing the Patreon page of, uh, wookie radio and, of, Weeby Geeks and Mighty Marvel Geeks to combining them down to one Patreon page that will include Wookiee Radio as well. And there'll be some cool incentives coming there uh, if you support us on Patreon. So, on that final note, if there's nothing else, then uh, I think I'm going to turn it over to Leia. Because that's when she then turns around and says,
0: Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull
2: up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs>